are listening to the Daily Roundup here as part of the Reality Steve podcast. I am your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. A good Friday show for you. We're going to talk a little bit about Big Brother last night. We're also going to talk about Temptation Island. I have watched part one of the finale. I'm not going to give any spoilers away, but tell you what to expect. In regards to Big Brother and Temptation Island, yesterday on the podcast, I had two predictions. One of them ended up being right, and one of them ended up being wrong. We're going to talk about the Challenge USA debuting on CBS last night. And already, I'm confused. Someone's going to have to message me an answer. And we're also going to talk about this bizarre story surrounding rapper Lil Tay, who 24 hours ago, people thought was dead. And then she said, no, I'm not. Someone hacked into my Instagram account. Just a weird story all the way around. And we'll talk about it all momentarily. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Podcast is brought to you by Way. Sometimes small daily actions make a big difference, and when it comes to caring for your hair, a little goes a long way. Get on your way to healthier hair one day at a time with shampoos and conditioners that are just your type. Go to T H E O U A I dot com and use code Reality Steve for fifteen percent off your entire purchase. That's the Way.com. T H E O U A I dot com. Promo code REALITYSTEVE for 15% off your entire purchase. It's also brought to you by Green Chef. Green Chef makes eating well easy with plans to fit every lifestyle. Go to greenchef.com slash realitysteve50 and use code realitysteve50 to get 50% off plus free shipping. That's greenchef.com slash realitysteve50. Use code realitysteve50 to get 50% off plus free shipping. Green Chef, the number one meal kit for eating well. All right, let's start off in Big Brother land. As yesterday, as we were heading into Thursday's eviction show, we knew that the story had already broke on all the entertainment sites yesterday that Luke had used the N-word on the live feeds and he had been removed from the show. And they couldn't address that in Wednesday's show because Wednesday's show is all taped. They had said they will address it on Thursday's live show, which they did. We'll get to how they addressed it in a second. But my prediction yesterday for Big Brother was because Luke went out unexpectedly, my guess was Kirsten or Felicia were not going to end up having to get evicted. I thought that they were just going to use Luke's removal from the house as, hey, that's the first person gone on Big Brother, you guys, you women, are both safe. 
That wasn't the case. They still went through with the eviction, and it was a 13-0 whitewash of a vote, and it was unanimous that Kirsten was gone. Which, as we know, even though they wanted to throw a wrench into things and make it seem like, oh, maybe it is a good, smart idea to keep Kirsten around. Obviously, that didn't hold much water because the vote was 13-0, and that's the way it usually is. Once you get a majority of people that want one person gone in the first week, if you're already voting against those people, you're putting a target on your back. So, Kirsten had no chance. 13-0, wasn't even close. And you know what? You can pretty much guarantee the next probably two to four votes are going to go the same way. It's going to be whoever the majority thinks should be gone, the people who don't want that person gone but also don't want to ruffle feathers in the House are going to vote. They're probably all going to be unanimous. The person who doesn't get evicted will maybe get one vote at the max, too, but you'll see early on most of these votes are going to be unanimous. Unfortunately, I did not uh, go online last night to see who won head of household. They tried to, I don't know, trick you at the end of the episode with Julie trying to take a live look into what was going on in the house. And then they panned all over the house and in the backyard. And we didn't see where any of these people were. Let me guess. They were body snatched by the stupid verse or whatever. Look, I, I just think it's dumb. Multiverse, humiliverse, comic verse. Just make one the stupid verse because the whole thing is stupid. It's no different than it's just having a theme to the season. That's really all it is. Remember the one that was more like, what was the one season, with one of the four that I watched? See, I already forgot. That was more like gambling and Vegas kind of feel to it. Was that 22 or 23? I can't remember. But a lot of the competitions revolved around taking chances and gambling and all that stuff. I think it was 22. No, it was 22 was the all-star season, right? Then it must have been 23. Whatever the case, that's really all the multiverse is, is just, hey, we're doing different themed rooms and diff and our, our decorations are going to look based on our theme. And the twist that they're throwing in has nothing to do with, I mean, they're making it seem like the comic verse has a twist. The humiliverse has a twist. No, the show has a twist. You're just assigning it to one of those stupid verses that you created this season. So everything for the rest of the season from me is coming from the stupid verse. So I don't know where they are, but you know what? They're there. Nobody zapped them away to another galaxy. <laughs> I mean, did we did we ever even talk about the first episode of Big Brother where the three alums come in the room and they fire off the laser and pretending like, oh, my God, are we five years old? Jesus. Anyway, so they addressed the Luke situation and they addressed it better than I thought they would. I didn't think they were going to show the clip. Now, I saw the clip online numerous times and what they showed on TV is obviously what happened. And they bleeped it out. And it took me about five or ten times watching the clip online to even hear what he said. Like, I couldn't even tell when it came out of his mouth. But clearly he said it. And clearly it upset enough people. And it upset CBS. 
you know, my question is, oh, wait, you know, not my question, but, well, I guess I do have a question. First off, I guess congratulations or kudos goes out to CBS for actually doing something about it for the first time in 25 seasons. But there have been way worse things said in Big Brother before, and people were allowed to stay on the show. So this should have happened way before Luke. They know it, and now they're finally reacting. So I guess you get points for that, but you don't get points for being ignorant and burying your head in the sand for the previous 24 seasons because that's what you did. You let things slide. You let horrible behavior go just with no consequences whatsoever. And now you're like taking this moral stance of, well, you're not going to break our code of conduct. Okay. (laughs) Sure. It's only after the heat you've gotten for 24 seasons that led to Luke. It's almost like, I mean, I don't know. You know me. I've only watched four seasons, but I'm well aware of some of the things that have happened in the past before season 21. And... If we're ranking things that were said, while this is bad, there were people that did it the same thing, but numerous times and worse. So, I don't know. I mean, I guess bad luck for Luke. I mean, he should have been. It's not like he shouldn't have been. He should have stayed on. I mean, that would be his argument if he's going up against past seasons. He'd be like, why did this person get to say this and stay on the show? And I said it and got eliminated. Well, 2023 is the answer to that question. But just like Luke was eliminated from the show, those other people should have been eliminated. So that's why Luke's argument wouldn't hold a lot of water. It's like, yeah, maybe they got to stay, but they shouldn't have gotten to stay. What happened to you is what should have happened to them. And the thing that I the thing that I did um get wrong. I'm going to talk a little bit about Temptation Island. I saw part one of the finale that airs next Wednesday night. And as I told you yesterday, the way they've always done the finales of Temptation Island is obviously you have them saying goodbye to the people that they're currently seeing or, you know, the singles that they were with or whatever. And then they always have in the part one, one couple, complete their bonfire, and then the second couple, it will end on a cliffhanger, and that's exactly what happens uh, next Wednesday night. The first couple that you see is Christopher and Maricela, and you will see a resolution to the two of them. Then they bring out Roberto and Vanessa. You see them talk to each other, and then it ends while they're still talking to each other. I will say this, it's the same format as well. For the final bonfire, each person gets a set amount of time to talk to the other person, and the other person cannot say a word. They have to sit there and listen. So Christopher talks to Maricela, then Maricela says what she needs to say to Christopher, and then they have an open discussion about whatever they want to say. Whatever the other one wants to say to the other one, it's open season. Anybody can say anything, you can ask any question you want. And then once that is over, you have to declare what you want to do. There's three ways that you can declare what you want to do. You can leave the island alone. You can leave the island with a single that you met. Or you can ask to leave the island with the person you came to the island with. So 
you'll get a resolution on Christopher and Maricela, and then, unfortunately, you're not going to get a resolution on Roberto and Vanessa because the episode ends with exactly what I said it was going to end with um, Yes, in yesterday's pod, which is Vanessa getting heated at the final bonfire. And that's where the credits roll, and it goes into next week. So next week's finale, or in two weeks, the finale is going to be, we're going to get resolution on Roberto and Vanessa, and then I'm sure, you know, then we got Hall and Kristen, and we got Great and, um, what's her name? Paris. See? Just, I blank sometimes. You know, when you, when you record... 11 podcasts a week and you know every night after 10 o'clock you're recording your daily roundup in sports daily sometimes I just forget some of the most basic things like really I've been talking about Paris and great all season long and then when I needed her name to pop in my head it just didn't frustrating sometimes anyway so that's how temptation island is going to be for part one next Wednesday The Challenge USA Season 2 on CBS debuted last night. It's going to air after the live eviction show of Big Brother on Thursday nights. So that's a good two-hour block for me. Looking forward to that for the next three months. (laughs) Although it will interfere with college football Thursday nights, but that's why I have three TVs in the living room. I'll have the college football game on in the background. And NFL. What am I talking about? NFL Thursday night. That'll be on in the background. So the challenge last night was I like this cast. I like we got some new people mixed in with some people from last season. Alyssa Lopez and um, the captain of the (laughs) the great team whose name I'm already forgetting. Desi, she was great last season. Really like her as a player, like her on the show. And then you bring in the six vets. This was interesting because, so they bring in three men and three women. They bring in Corey, they bring in Bananas, and they bring in Wes. As for the women, they bring in Tori, they bring in Jonna, and they bring in Amanda. I I, I know Amanda has competed a, a lot of past shows, don't get me wrong, but when you have guys like Josh and Fessy on the show, I was just surprised. I mean, couldn't they have been considered vets? Haven't they appeared in more seasons than Amanda has? Amanda first started on Are You the One? And then, yeah, she's been on the challenge. I know she's done quite a few seasons. I'm not saying that she's only done one or two. I'm just surprised they considered her one of the female vets to bring in. But that's their decision, not mine. So you have to have two vets on each team, the red team, the blue team, and the gray team, I think. So for the red team, if I'm going off the top of my head, Josh was the captain, and the two vets that are on his team are Bananas and – oh, crap, I'm forgetting. I know that on the gray team, that is by Desi. She's got Tori on her team. In the blue team, and I can't remember who. Okay, I just I screwed that all up. Anyway, you watch the show, you probably know who each vet, the two vets that were on each team. 
Here's the thing that, once again, I don't understand. I probably just missed it. So the blue team, no, sorry, the gray team ended up winning. So they nominate two players, a man and a woman, to go into the arena. And they nominate Monty and Amira, right? Sorry, Luis and Amira. My bad. So they nominate Luis and Amira. And then the other two teams, the red and the blue team, in this particular instance, because they did not win the competition, they do secret votes. So since it was the first vote and each team had eight players on it, there were 16 secret votes handed out. And Bananas had four votes and Monty had four votes. They led with the most votes. Okay, then TJ says, I'm going to go over to this hopper over here, and whatever name pops up, if it pops up, if it's a man, then Luis is facing somebody in the arena and the loser goes home. If it's a woman, Amir is facing somebody in the arena and the loser is going home. Well, what was the point of the secret vote? What did I miss here? If Bananas and Monty tied for the secret vote, for the most, they had four each. Shouldn't the hopper just pull out a name between Bananas and Monty? Because if a name pops up in that hopper, and number one, it's a female, and they go up against Amira, what was the point of the secret vote? Just to show people that, hey, these were the leading vote-getters? That's what I'm confused on. I'm, I'm sure we're going to get our answer next week, but if anybody knows more than I do, without giving me any spoilers to this season, please let me know. Because that had me totally confused. I thought the leading vote-getter in the secret votes was going in. But TJ's like, well, here's Monty with four and Bananas with four, and I'm going to pull a name out of the hopper. And that person's going to be in the arena against either Luis or Amira. Wait, what? <laughs> it just it didn't make any sense to me. It, it would have made sense if I only saw two balls in that hopper and it was between Monty and Bananas, and whosever ball popped up, that's the person that faces Luis. But it wasn't. It seemed like it was everybody's names. So I'm totally confused. If anyone knows anything that they can help me out with, please let me know. But good first episode. It sucks that these are only an hour because we're so used to an hour and a half on MTV. I feel like more stuff in the house gets flushed out in a 90-minute episode, but maybe I mean that maybe this is their plan. Like they're gonna, they're not gonna have the person who's eliminated happen at the end of every episode. It might happen at the beginning of future episodes, like next week's is going to be. But only time's gonna tell on that. And finally, did you see this story about Lil Tay, this 14-year-old girl? I don't know who Lil Tay is. I didn't know her name before yesterday or two days ago, but I did see on all the entertainment sites where it said Lil Tay, who's a very popular social media personality, she's a little rapper, she had died. Her Instagram account was saying that she was dead. Then yesterday, she claimed her Instagram account was compromised and somebody was basically printing a false story. And she said, I want to make it clear that my brother and I are safe and alive, but I'm completely heartbroken and struggling to even find the right words to say. 
It's been a very traumatizing 24 hours. All day yesterday, I was bombarded with endless heartbreaking and tearful phone calls from loved ones, all while trying to sort out this mess. She also says my Instagram account was compromised by a third party and used to spread jarring misinformation and rumors regarding me to the point that even my name was wrong. My legal name is Tay Tian, not Claire Hope. Okay. Very weird story because usually when we see fake deaths, it's usually on Twitter. Have we ever seen something like this where somebody literally went into a famous person's Instagram account and said, sorry to inform you, this person has passed. Please, you know, rest in peace, whatever. I I don't remember ever seeing this. The other thing that's questionable is why did it take 24 hours to get the word out that she's alive? I'm not saying she's not alive. I'm just saying if she was getting phone calls all throughout the day, wouldn't she just call people back and text people back and be like, hey, can you run to <laughs> telling her friends to run to the to the entertainment sites? Hell, if I'm her, I run to the entertainment site saying, I can't get into my Instagram account, but this is Tay Tion and I, you know whatever I need to prove to you, I will, but I'm still alive. Somebody hacked and got in. It's just it's just so bizarre, especially since, again, this statement yesterday on her Instagram account kept calling her Claire. She goes, that's not even my real name. So shouldn't people have known that right away, that that was fake? And who the hell is going into a 14-year-old's Instagram account to tell everybody she's dead? I have a feeling we haven't heard the end of this story. And it's going to be, we're going to find, I bet you there's two, three, four, five more layers to this. If you didn't know anything about Lil Tay, I can give you a background based on what I read. She got her fame as the world's youngest flexer that rapped and like would show off her lavish lifestyle, like sitting in a tub of $100 bills. She got 3.2 million followers on Instagram. But she hadn't posted on the account since 2018. So is she a TikToker? I don't know. Um, she was in a nasty custody battle between her parents that had been going on since 2018, which is the last time she had posted on Instagram and basically gone radio silent since then. Just a, just a bizarre story all around that I have a feeling we're going to start seeing some more stuff pop up. And knowing now that she was in a custody battle since 2018, and that's when she went radio silent, something tells me that it must have been a family member that got in and did this for whatever reason. I don't... Um, it looks like, according to her former manager... He is saying that he believes her brother was behind the death hoax in order to raise awareness and funds via a GoFundMe. So kind of like the story that came out a few months ago with member actor John Amos, who his daughter started a GoFundMe for him, said he's in the hospital. He's basically on his last legs and you can please donate. And then he's just like, I never told my daughter to do that. And I'm not that he's 100 percent healthy, but it wasn't as severe as she made it seem. So it seems like she was just out to get some money and to scam people. 
That looks like what this is. Early going, still only 24 hours removed from finding out that she's even still alive. Seems to be that somebody was looking to scam people and make some money off this and get some donations. I don't know why they ever would have thought in a million years that was going to work, considering once we find out this girl is alive, what do you need to go fund me page for? So very, very bizarre story heading into the weekend. I'm sure we'll probably hear more in the coming days, but I'll keep my eye on it to see if this gets any weirder than it already is. So thank you all for listening. I, I really appreciate it. Um, please follow me on Apple Podcasts. Rate and review as well. I hope you all have a great weekend. I'll be back Monday with yet another episode. So, again, uh, thank you to everybody who tunes into this daily or maybe two times a week or three times a week, whatever it may be. As long as you listen, that's great. I really appreciate it. So have a great weekend, everybody, and I'll talk to you on Monday. See you.